This is after the long discussion with our supervisors and the chief, and after the treatment that we received from the, 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 from the organization, then we decided to form a group. Then we started this group on last day December. We formed a group. Then we have a meeting from different provinces. We chose a delegation to come today to submit our memorandum. Uh, on our group, we've got plus minus 440 prosecutors who are participant on our group. There are more issues. Just to clarify something, we've got more than uh, 2,000 members. 400 members are on our group, but others are communicating with those members. There, we've, we've got a number of issues that we want to raise with our NTPP. The first issue is the issue of salaries. The lower prosecutors, the ones who do court work, they are not paid as they're supposed to be paid. They are paid less than 300,000 per annum, whilst our supervisors are getting more than a million rent per annum. They are complaining because they are the ones who are doing court work and our supervisors are sitting in the office. The second issue that we are here to raise uh, is a shortage of skills within the NPA. We had a program which is called an aspirant program where students from the universities were taken as aspirant prosecutors being trained. That program, uh, Sakina, has been four years now. It was cancelled. The reason it was cancelled, it was due to funds, according to the NPA. It's been four years since the initial prosecuting authority uh, advertised posts. As I'm talking to you, more than 52% of the NPA staff is either retrenched or retired or resigned, meaning that all the prosecutors who are doing courts, they are working understaffed. Hence, there's a workload and there's less pay. Hence, we are here today. Sakina, our NDPP must speak for us, must speak for our issues. Are you feeling snubbed by Shamila Bato? Yes, we do. And uh, that, of course, relates to uh, state prosecutors who are uh, marching and they have arrived at the NPA offices in Pretoria. We'll try and follow up on what the latest developments are there. Meanwhile, two provinces uh, were the worst affected by police absenteeism yesterday. National Police Spokesperson Brigadier Vish Naidu says that the Western Cape and KwaZulu-Natal had an unusually high number of members not reporting for duty. And according to reports, about 400 members stayed away from work in the Western Cape and about 120 in KwaZulu-Natal. Nyanga, Kailicha, Filippi, as well as the Strand and Somerset West, as well as Claremont, were some of the key police stations affected. Naidu says that must still be verified whether the absenteeism can be linked to a go-slow or strike action uh, against the recent promotions and uh, regrading that took place within the police force. Of course, majority of the members, by the looks of it, are booked up sick. So there too, we will have to find a way to check the veracity of the so-called sick leave. But uh, I think uh, the most important thing is that uh, those stations that were affected, the clusters put in intervention to ensure that service delivery would not be compromised. And that was National Police Spokesperson Brigadier Vish Naidu. And to further discuss these challenges faced by the security cluster, we are now joined on the line by Head of Justice and Violence Prevention at the Institute for Security Studies, uh, Gareth Newham. Gareth, good to speak to you again, and thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, 
Good day, Sakina, and thanks for having me on, and good day to all your listeners. So looking at these two situations, here you have prosecutors who are complaining of uh, being overworked and underpaid, amongst other things. Uh, They have marched today uh, to the NDPP's office. And then on the other hand, you have police officers and uh, the police uh, uh, management, not clear at this stage, but it would seem as though this is a deliberate act to stay away. So what's your immediate reaction to these current challenges within the SAPS? and the NPA? Well, neither of the issues that are being raised by the police nor the prosecutors are new challenges. And one must understand them to be challenges that have been around for at least a decade due to the severe neglect of the criminal justice system. In fact, deliberate undermining of the criminal justice system during the uh, era of our former president, Jacob Zuma. So when it comes to the National Prosecuting Authority, uh, as the the prosecutor mentioned, the Aspirant Prosecutor's Program was cancelled four years ago. Um, The resistance to funding posts or to providing increases to certain categories has been ongoing for a number of years. So in that way, it's a bit unfair to blame the current National Director of Public Prosecutor who's just been appointed six weeks ago to immediately address a structural issue that has been going on for most of the last decade, when these same prosecutors went marching against the previous National Director of Public Prosecutions. So uh, I think it would be fair to say that she has said she will be looking at these issues publicly, she's made the statements, and will be addressing them. Um, but there's a lot of issues that she has to look at because the NPA has been severely mismanaged for so long that it's not just the payment and the issues that was being raised by the prosecutors. There's a range of issues there. When it comes to policing, unfortunately, in South Africa, our police service has never been viewed uh, by the governing party as a professional institution. So people are promoted in mass. Last year, there were over 32,000 promotions, um, one rank to the other, without assessing whether those police officials have actually performed their duties uh, well and that have provided a good service to the population. So police officers, and certainly the lower ranks, um, have become used to automatic promotions over time. But these haven't always been done fairly. So you will have situations where some police officials have not been promoted for many years, where others are promoted very rapidly. You have situations where excellent, hardworking, dedicated, honest police officials are overlooked for promotion, whereas people facing um, uh, allegations of corruption or have shown themselves not to be fit are promoted rapidly. And so that creates a massive sense of uh, mistrust, uh, low morale and problems in the police agency. And this is what the union has been taking up now. Now, I'm glad you raised that issue because when I heard this, uh, you know, my mind just went into a flat spin. When you think about tens of thousands of people just all being promoted en masse, how does that actually work? Well, they will just be, they'll take a look at how, you know, there are 195,000 people in the South African Police Service. About 156,000 of those are actually trained police officials, and they start providing administrative support. And those trained police officials, most of them uh, are located in the lower ranks, uh, the, the constable, sergeants, warrant officers, and that kind of thing. Um, and so... If you've been a constable for, say, four years and you don't have any disciplinary complaints against you or anything like that, you, in the past, are entitled to apply for promotion. Now, sometimes people might be applying over a period of 10 years um, and not be promoted. And then suddenly 
there will be a decision taken politically that, well, we are seeing that police officers are demotivated, there's high levels of sectarianism, um, there's a lot of problems with civil claims because of misconduct committed by policing. And then one of the strategies that, that politically have been taken is, well, let's promote a whole lot of people in order to try and improve morale and improve service delivery. Of course, it doesn't work that way. Um, because if you're promoting 32,000 people, you're promoting lots of people who shouldn't even be in the South African Police Service uh, because they're not doing their work. Um, and then those who are doing the work who deserve promotion are getting promoted the same way. So there's absolutely no incentive for hardworking police officials or for police officials to be hardworking and to do their work because they know that the promotion system is so arbitrary. Um, you need to have a system that rewards those police officers who do their work well with integrity, and a system that holds those who are not doing their work accountable and removes those officers who are involved in corruption and brutality. And currently, that's not happening. Accountability systems in the police are largely broken down. And just a final question, Gareth. Looking at the criminal justice system, can the country afford to have these two departments doing what they are currently doing, especially at the same time? No, the country uh, could not afford the last decade of a decline in both the NPA and the South African Police Service because it's costing lives. Um, in the last six years, the murder rate has gone up by 19%, which means that there's a fifth more murders last year than there was uh, five or six years ago. That's uh, almost 5,000 more murders last year than there was uh, six years ago. Uh, in the last six years, we've seen the number of armed attacks, mostly in our streets, but in our homes and small businesses, going up for, uh, by 40,000 instances to the current state. Um, so the, the, the mismanagement of the police and the NPA over the last decade has resulted in poorer performance, and it has, it has the consequences of declining public safety, so more people are being attacked and more people are dying. So we cannot afford this. And there needs to be an urgent attempt to or approach to a clear reform process in the South African Police Service. Currently, there's no effort to reform the South African Police Service that is clear that says you can expect this no matter which police station you're walking to across the country. This is a standard of service you can expect and be guaranteed you're given. There's no plan of action to do that. And we need that kind of plan of action to happen as a matter of urgency. Gareth, thanks for your time. And that was Gareth Newham, who is the Head of Justice and Violence Prevention at the Institute for Security Studies.